Hey, it's Kelly from Zinimi. Before we start this next episode, I have a quick question for you. How do you feel about being subpoenaed in your private practice? If you have any fear, sense of dread, or worry, you are not alone. Please join us for our upcoming training with Nicole Stoller-Peterson on mastering your subpoena process in private practice. It's going to be an amazing training to help build your confidence, to help you serve your clients better, and to take out the guesswork when it comes to being subpoenaed in your private practice. All you need to do is go to zinnime.com and check out the training there. You will also get a recording if you sign up. We can't wait to see you there. Raise a hand and ask a question to start a virtual hand. You could even, since there's only, if you're on camera, you can go like this. But if you're not on camera, it won't do any good for us. No. So if you have questions about private practice, you have an hour with us to see what it's like. Coaching. Yes. Leslie, do you have a question? Yes. So I've never been to one of these, um, these calls before. And honestly, I've been getting the emails, but I just have not had time to really, um, to attend. So today it just, it popped up in my inbox and I was like, okay, I'm going to do this. Um, but I, I just, I guess I have some questions about, well, about the group and about, cause I missed the whole, I guess, it's okay. three hours before. Um, so, so are all of these recorded were they all recorded so I can go back and watch they are recorded okay all right I'll go back and watch but um right now I'm in solo practice and I have a question about the MPI group number Mm -hmm. so if I'm going to open up a group I need a I need a group MPI right Mm -hmm. okay does that is that going to be super complicated again? Like with, no. No. <laughs> okay. Okay. It won't be. Send you a hug with that. <laughs> so the, the, um, <clears throat> I think the biggest thing, and again, I have some of this, we have like written out and I, and I, I always, so certain things I hate pulling off the top of my head. This is one of them. Um, but what I do recall from the group NPI um, is <clears throat> depending on what you used for your your, uh, like, I'm going to say your EIN number, your, like your, your identification number, that's where it can be a little bit complex, right? Okay. So if you use your social security number for your personal NPI, then it's very easy to get an EIN and use that for your group NPI, right? What some, if you use the EIN, EIN for your NPI, which is what we actually recommend because we're the other piece of it, right? Okay. Because we don't really want our social security number out there if we don't need to, right? Then sometimes there's like a little, and I forget how we get right. through it. There's like a little process. Sometimes it'll say like, oh, you already have an NPI number. So you just have to be really clear as you're going through the process that you, that you're clicking the right boxes as you go through And it. that you're wanting a type two. So yeah, we cover two. it in business school, but you okay. do need a type two MPI number in addition when you have a group practice and that is will go on super bills as well. Okay. Does that help? 
Mm-hmm. I love it, Kelly, when you ask and see, this is the beauty. This is one of the things that we love about business school. And we love about putting people in a group environment, right? Nobody has a question. We call on Leslie. Leslie yeah. asked the question. I see Kelly's face go, yeah, and, and get out a pen and get ready to like, the, like that place of like, oh, I forgot. I had that question too. And I didn't remember. There's something beautiful about putting people into a group environment Um, and it's not 100% of the time. There's also a reason that we don't do like Q and A's just all day because it can take a long time to get all the information (laughs) you need in this way. Um, but so we try to find the balance point of that, of like, Hey, here's stuff where you just, you know, search in our community and you can pull up exactly like, Oh, type two NPI. And here's a whole lesson on how to do that. Um, and then, Hey, here are times where you can just post your question and get an answer from us. And then, Hey, here are times that we come together as a community. Right? Yeah. So different ways of learning yeah. as well. So yeah. what other questions do you all have? I'm going to start calling on people. Kelly, what is your question? <laughs> oh, there's Claudia. Ooh, yeah. Claudia will be next. Do you have a question, Kelly? Since I called it, no. No. Claudia, <laughs> Claudia, perfect. Okay. Hi everyone. Let me, let me put my, you're good. Okay. Lower my hand. Okay. I had to like, you know, get my ear because I'm at my nine to five, you know, you know, one of those. Okay. Oh, so I put my earplugs. Okay. All right. Okay. <laughs> okay. So my question is I'm trying to figure out, I have a private practice and right now I'm just seeing people virtually um, in the evenings. And so I'm trying to figure out what, how can I start making a plan to make that jump to leave my nonprofit community mental health agency that I've been with for 12 years, um, and move into that solo private practice and still be able to cover, my half of the mortgage and you know, all that, all that stuff. So I guess, yeah, my question is, um, what should be my next step as far as planning that? Your next step is creating what's called a bridge plan. And this is the financial plan where we're going to look at a couple of very important numbers. One of the numbers is going to be, what is the amount of, of clients that you can be seeing while doing your nine to five? like realistically, not this whatever in your head where you're like, if I could just get up to 20 clients while I'm also working 50 hours a week, then like, then I would know you're not going to ever get up to 20 clients. Your body's going to shut down. People are going to stop dropping off before that. Your clinical outcomes are going to go down. It's not going to work. So whatever that number is, that's a realistic number where you're like, yeah, I could probably like, I could maintain my job and eight clients or 10 clients in addition. And I could maintain that for six weeks. I could do that. Like that, that would be doable for that period of time. We come up with that number and then we plug it into the calculator. That is all of the expenses that we have that are like the, the right here, right now. And we get clear on what is our outcome? Like what does our take home pay need to be? Right. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and we come up with a fee and that fee is seldom an insurance-based fee. And it seldom has room for a sliding scale when you're trying to make this transition. Mm-hmm. I see your smile. I see your chuckle, right? It's really hard to make that transition. So we come up with this number and we go, okay. Huh. So then we make some decisions, right? Wow. I can't get to that number 
from insurance. So here are my options. I can drop insurance right now and create this plan, start to transition to private pay, transition to this new number and create this dynamic. That's one option. Second mm -hmm. option is that I can go in and I can say, you know what? I'm going to put everything in my private practice. That's, that's my profitability is going to go in. And here's how long it's going to take me to give myself three months or six months of buffer so that I, my, I can, the mortgage is taken care of. The other things are taken care of, right? Here's the amount of money I can take, I can put away so that I have a, a six month leeway. I would recommend a six month leeway for most people, right? Um, <clears throat> if you are somebody who is really motivated um, by risk, uh, that like that, like fires you up and gets you moving. Some people will be like, I just need six weeks. I just need three months. Like, I'm just going to do the thing. Cause that's going to get my ass in gear. If I have six months, I won't do anything until there's six weeks left. You do you boo. But like <laughs> realistically, right. You got to figure out what that looks like. I jumped with no buffer y'all, um, because it was a clear message. This is what you're supposed to do. Um, and I was the primary income earner in my household, um, made the decision, made it with the support of my then spouse. Um, we just cut back real hard. And then that was all I needed to like get stuff moving. And I just built real quick versus me. I like to linger as long as possible, making myself <laughs> miserable until life says you have to do it. And I waited till a baby was coming out of me to say, oh, maybe I shouldn't go back to my job. You know, like we all have our path and how we do it. I am very risk averse. So it, it, I just drug it out when yeah. I didn't need to, but. And I'm risk averse. Um, but if I feel like, if I get like a message, right. And that's in that particular I case. I'm I, like, that's nice. <laughs> I literally was like, I got a message from God. That was my experience of it, whatever your feelings may be. And it was like, it is time. And it was like, oh, this is scary. But like, it's time. So like, I do the thing even, and I'll do it kicking and screaming. I will cry a lot. I will be sad. I will like be scared, but like, I'll do the thing. So that was my experience. Does that help Claudia? Yes, it does. Thank okay. you. I definitely feel nervous, but it helps. Thank That's you. Good. Yeah. That means it's exciting. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Joy asked, uh, how much real person, like how much real person support do you get in business school? So when you are in the, the two week working sessions, that's twice a year, right? Four weeks a year, every single question you ask is answered by a real person. And this means like real person rewriting a message or editing it, providing Making you a video. video response to it, getting into the back end of your website, which we will actually like provide you with a website template and then we'll have access to it. So when you're like, Hey, can you look at my about page? We can literally go in, do the about page. And if you're like, Hey, edit anything that like you see is off. Like I give you permission. Cool. I will go in and like live edit and show you a video of here's how I did the thing. And here's what I would do differently, or, you know, here's what needs to be changed. So is very like, that's the process. The, the reason that we can do that is because we have what's called a reverse classroom, because we have the material that is self-paced where you can go through, you can download the transcripts, you can fast forward, 
you know, go two times speed or one and a half, or you could pause and rewind, whatever you need to do, and you're jumping in and going at your own pace, then all that we have to do, because we're not in there like presenting all of that, is that we are just there for every question that you have to, to ask and every support. So we're just in there. And I think anybody who's been in business school will say like, oh my gosh, I didn't realize that like when I was trying to figure out my SEO, that they're jumping in and doing like a video on like, hey, here's the keyword that I found in the city next to you. And I, I learned a lot about geography in this job, by the way. Like I know where Lisa Best where she's at. And then I know that Dover is right next to her. Like I shouldn't know Dover like has a keyword, but I know it has a keyword and that that's the, like the next thing we're working on is, is having her show up on the first page of Google for Dover, New Hampshire. Like, like this is the weirdness of the stuff that like we get to know about our clients. So um, yeah, we, it's just as much as you post. Now, if you don't post anything, right. Then like, you're not going to get a lot of like, real person interaction like because we're not gonna like we can't like be like hey and even if we did if we were like calling you out be like you haven't done anything joy you'd be like don't call me out this doesn't feel good so we try to find the balance if we know someone if we've like built a relationship sometimes and we know that there's someone that needs to be called out we'll call out like we'll call out lisa beth and be like lisa beth where you been hiding girl but it's, it's happening? hard in a group of a thousand people to remember who has or hasn't posted. Kelly asks about, I know this is an issue, Kelly. She wants access to the next modules. It's seven days and here's why. We were finding that people would join the program then they jump all over and they wouldn't go through the orientation and stuff like that. And so we've just been really no, intentional. Th but that, that means oh. somebody messed something up because it shouldn't be, it should be the first four modules she should have access to. So- Oh yeah, no, everything's locked. I finished module one and it won't let me go into two. Yeah. So there's something wrong. wrong. So let I, I, oh, you I said you that were. at the beginning of this, I'm like, that's not right. So as soon as we're off of this, I will go figure out what's going on. Or could you send an email just in case one of us forgets I'm to help at Zinni me? Like we got you or Jenny's listening right now and Jenny can go look into it. So you should have access beyond. Sorry. Yeah, I thought you, you should have the, the first four modules. Yeah. Cause I was doing the, I did my video and all that. And it's like group practice, go here and do this. I'm just like, but I, I can't. can't. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Jenny yeah, yeah. is looking into it right now for you. And Chanel, do you want to ask your question? We do like hold you to like some initial stuff first when you join. Yeah, yeah. that's fine. So Chanel, what's your question? Yeah, because I, as soon as she said that, I looked in there because I literally just finished the first block this morning. So then when I clicked next, it said block two. I was like, oh, let me tell them. <laughs> we'll, we'll figure out we'll something's figure going out. on. Yeah. So we'll work on it. Okay. So you know, it, it's literally like a setting. Somebody probably did something wonky. We'll change the setting and then it will, it will magically work and, okay. and we'll be good. Okay. So this might be a stupid question, but I'm okay nope. with asking stupid questions because <laughs> I know um, I've heard other people ask like, are there different modules for the different tracks that you're on? So if I'm saying that I want to continue to be a successful solo practice owner, is that the module that I'm going on? Because I'm still confused on if I want to be a group practice owner, if I want to even start that venture. You'll see certain in certain lessons, you're going to follow the roadmap that we give you, right? In that orientation, you have that roadmap. You'll see certain things along each module. They'll say group, 
If you're not in group practice, you skip it. Um, okay. 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 The rest for you. <laughs> yes. You'll, oh, see, so a, I'll see, you'll it. see a delineator that says like, Hey, if this is your track, you yeah. need this in addition. And if you're not on that track, just walk on by and you'll yeah. come back to that later. When and here's it. the piece we, we do send for a successful practice. We send you through almost everything we send other people through. And here's why, because we found over and over again, that being successful doesn't mean that you don't know what you don't know and that there's gaps for everybody. And the only way for us to ensure that we've filled in those gaps and that you have a really solid foundation is to have you go through the process. When you are successful, you're getting there earlier. It also, one of the things that does for us in terms of having you in the track though, is that when we are answering questions, we can see what track you're in and we're going to answer that question based differently based on that track. So okay. we're not going to be saying like, well, so how many clients do you have? And what about this? And what about that? Off the bat, we'll be like, I can see that you're successful. You're already full. So here are the questions in particular. So as we're digging into the coaching, it allows us to kind of dig into the track more Master. quickly and you're not having to like reintroduce there. I think the other thing too, that's really cool about the track system and the way that we have it set up is then you can like see as other people are posting, be like, Ooh, you're, you're in my track. Like you're my, you're my person. Or you look and you see someone posting, you're like, Oh, they're in the group track. Like, Oh, what is that? Like, Oh, does that sound like something I want to do? Like, yeah, no. Like, what does that look like? That we did the group practice. Were you there, um, Chanel, the group practice um, finances last week, the free training? Mm -mm. Um, So we did that, that training and we thought for sure that training would be all group practice owners. And there was a ton of people coming in saying like, I'm group practice curious. Like I'm just curious about it. And at the end we had group practice owners going, oh my gosh, this is life changing. All these numbers I need to look at. And then we had, we had some people saying, I'm so excited about group practice. And then we had a whole nother group saying, I don't want group practice. That was me. That's why I was like, I don't know if I want this. Yeah. Just like an hour's time. They're like, I got complete clarity. Um, So that's, and that's one that we're going to be integrating into, uh, into the process, um, into, uh, uh, into business school. So I think that's probably going to be one of the ones for you as being group practice curious of like, what is my next step? Mm -hmm. Um, The very first step for a successful practice is let's shore up the foundation. Let's get your schedule back. Let's carve out some time. Let's carve out some space. Let's make sure your profitability is in place. Let's make sure that you don't have any policies or procedures or informed consents that are going to come back and bite you on the tush. Mm-hmm. Like, let's take care of all of that. Then that's what gives us space to then go, okay, cool. Now what's next? Okay, so for well, that leads me to my next question. Yeah, let's hear it. <laughs> um, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to rattle them off and be quick, I promise. Yeah. Um, because I... I do have my own practice, but I also contract with another practice. I love them, but they're not giving me much. Um, so I'm trying to figure out how to transition from the, the um, sliding fee scale clients that I have, the clients that I have from that practice, and also another insurance panel that technically I don't, I'm not paneled with them yet, but I'm almost paneled with them. But then I just figured out what the reimbursement rate and it's not that great. So right now I have one um, insurance panel that pays me pretty well. I'm okay with them, Um, but I'm a little worried after the insurance one that we did last week, but 
but I'm okay right now. You're so okay that right is now, yeah. okay. That's definitely what I want to do moving forward. So how do I transition? Do I drop everybody? Do I just kind of- so First of all, so in module four, right? When you get there, right? You're going through the process. You're not going to skip ahead. We're going to go through the process. When we get to module four, we're going to be digging into what is that number that really is your number. And obviously we did that in the, in the insurance training, but it's like a different level when we get into the, to our Excel spreadsheet thing, Okay, you're going to dig into that and get that number. And then we're going to walk you through, okay, what are the, what's the insurance plans I need to drop? What does this mean for making a bridge plan to let go of the other place? All the different steps. So I should just hold off until I get there. We got you through the whole process, but yeah, the very first thing is we have to come up with what is the financial model. Let's get clear about what your fee actually needs to be before we start dropping and saying, oh, hey, my fee is 125 because like that's so much more than 160 or, or I'm sorry, it's so much more than 40 or 60 when like realistically you're like, oh, I didn't realize I need to be 165 because I'm doing like I want to go back to in person and I hadn't actually looked at like what would be. Uh, office rental. And I want to build that in so that I don't have to like be stressed about that. Like whatever the, whatever the vision is for your practice, let's make sure that it's there and in place. Um, and then start to make that transition. And instead of saying like, okay, I'm just going to move people here. And then three months later or a month later, I'm going to go, Oh crap. That's not the fee I should be charging at all. Now I feel awkward raising it again. Cause I just raised it. Yeah. Like, let's get you through those first four modules ASAP and into that clear fee. And then we'll create a plan from there. Yeah. Last one, I promise. No. Should, should I try to push myself to get to the marketing piece and the finding the niche and stuff before the um, live work weeks? If you could get through, get through module four. Yeah. If you can get through module four. Even through like, let's between now and even through the very first week, that's fantastic. That's, that's fantastic. Even if you'd only got through module four in the first two weeks, but if you want to make sure that we can dive into marketing, go through the pacing and let's start working on it. And let's get you through module four, at least by week one of the working session. And then let's dive into, to the module five and then to the marketing stuff in week two together. Okay. Okay. If they, you do have the time and energy and space to get through the first four modules before the working session starts, that is fantastic. Again, not everyone has the privilege, not everyone has the time. Like that's not always possible, but if it does work for you and you can do it without burning yourself out before business school starts, without stressing yourself to the max, then go ahead and do that. And then like, we'll have a lot more time and space to play during the working session. Okay, thank you. You're welcome. Is it Lisa um, or, yeah, I love okay. it. So I was like, <laughs> both, you see us both like lean forward. She's like, I know this is about me. <laughs> but yeah, when that, uh, when that confusion kind of like that it. confused, confused expression comes on. Um, so, hey guys, I am excited to be joining again. I'm a, a repeat, except honestly, I haven't done all the modules. It's okay. <laughs> I am buckling down. Um, I've already, I've already gotten through, um, module. I think I'm like heading into module two. Um, I did the, um, the like rate, I'm not gonna be able to think of the name of it, but the thing where you plug in to kind of like see where your weaknesses and strengths are. Yeah, um, 
And so I was tweaking my website a little bit yesterday and have a, a question about um, embedding um, videos or video links. Like, is that allowed? Is that legal? Yeah, of course it is. Yeah, yeah. And that I mean, not for me, not mine. Like, okay, so I'm an EFT. Yeah, sorry. Yes. So me... it's an... absolutely legal to embed that that video as long as you didn't like download the video, upload it to your own system, and you're using it without copyright. However, yeah. however, <laughs> however, the the website is about people connecting in with you and building a relationship with you. Mm -hmm. So taking a YouTube video that's someone else talking about what you do and how you work, that then at the end of that video, it's going to pop up some other random videos that take people down a path of clicking on other things. Is that the highest and best for your website? It may be a filler for right now. It might be just a something. Maybe mm -hmm. you, you, you put that as part of a blog and then you write about like, what does this really look like? eventually we'll definitely be encouraging you. you to show your face and make that connection. Even if you're like, but they said it so beautifully and eloquently and they had the fancy video and the lighting and all the things. I pinky promise you, your client is more impressed with you because you're the person they have to trust. Mm -hmm. You're the person that they're going to be sitting across from. They'll like your poorly lighted thing um, even your like, oh, oh my gosh, what was it? So the very first time that we did an online course, uh, we did websites for therapists, which is funny because like we've come kind of full circle, even with like giving people templates and all these other things, but it was websites for therapists. And in this one particular video, I was like recording it and I sneezed and during the thing, I was like, oh goodness. Okay. And then I kept going. And then I sent it to Kelly to look over and Kelly was like, um, you sneezed. Do you want to re-record it? And I was like, no, like I sneezed. Like, what are you talking about? Like, I just sneezed. Like, what does it matter? Um, and she's like, oh, okay. Our clients commented on the sneezes. They're like, oh, you know what? The fact that like, I just love that you just like sneezed and you were human and you just like kept going. And like, there was something yeah. about that that felt like I, I had permission to not be perfect and to like do the thing and that it would be okay. So there's something about that vulnerability piece um, that I, I know it's a big deal. And, you know, inside of, uh, there's a reason that we do business school in a group environment beyond like people are like, well, cause you know, that's makes a passive income is not passive income. We're doing it wrong. If that's what we're trying to do, it's not passive income for us at all. We work way too hard for it all through the year. Yeah. But um, <clears throat> it's because, ultimately what business school is asking you to do is go out and put your heart and vulnerability and like what you want to do and who you want to help out into the world into like the big public space. Mm -hmm. And so practicing in this group environment with like-minded people who can like shore you up and say, yes, this is great. Or like, oh, I couldn't see you. Like, can we do the lighting a little different? Here's my trick for lighting, whatever that thing is. And then be like, oh my God, yes, yes, yes. Like that brought me to tears. That's what's going to give you the thing to be able to go out and put yourself out there, right? So know that that's a great way to use us too, is to create a little video. You'll also learn, right? If you're a business schooler, 
that we have you do things called video journals. And like the first video journal, we're like, you're not, no one's going to see this. this is just for you. Mm-hmm. And one of the reasons that we do that, and it doesn't seem obvious at the, at the beginning, but you'll learn as you go, is we want you to get comfortable seeing your own face on camera. And hearing yourself. Hearing your voice. Like there is a, there is like multiple, we've been doing this for so long, y'all. Like we have multiple layers. I want to say we're tricking you, but like, we are like, we have multiple reasons for every lesson. Like Kelly's like, oh my God, you're right. Like that is a thing. And yeah, like you, did you do that? Yes, we do that. And we're obviously very honest about like it. COVID hasn't done some of that for us. Yet. Yeah. yeah. So it's, it's the whole process yeah. that we do. And then by the end, people are feeling better. And we're like, if you want to post a journal, like a new journal to the other people, well, now you posted a new journal to other people. So now when people are like, oh, I love seeing your face. Like, this feels so good. I feel like I just know you, you know, even like these kind of Q and A's that you're here on camera with other people from across the United States, you know, there's, you know, a bunch of people that you can't see, but you can see each other. The fact that you're allowing yourself to be seen is going to make it easier for you to be seen in the future in your business. Mm-hmm. So there, there's a lot that's there. Um, so it's okay that it feels scary. It's okay that it feels like, well, can I just embed something else and check the box? Um, but like, ultimately we're going to keep pushing for it to be you. Okay. Okay. That's fair. That's fair. I, I also, I'm an EFT therapist and we, we show that we show film. So that part is I'm familiar with. It's just more of, you know, like you said, the watching some of the masters do it seems a little more fluid and less intimidating, I think. So yeah, of course, I, I'm here yeah. And I think I would rather, if you're going to do that, right. I would, what if you were to have fit permission and there might be different ways, but people will do like reaction videos. Mm -hmm. If your face is up in the corner, watching the master do that. And then pausing and saying like, Oh, do you see what that looks like? Can you imagine what that would feel like to do that in your own relationship? Like, does this, whatever that, right. That is like magic. Right? Yeah. We got yeah. you. Yeah. And this is where too, like, again, for those of you guys, like, like understanding that like, oh, I want to post a video of like a master doing a session for people to get a sense of it. That gives me more data. So then I can give you a specific, right? This mm-hmm. is the kind of stuff that happens in the working session when you post and you're like, Hey, I was thinking about posting this video. And then I was like, oh, oh, here's a way that we could do that where people could connect. So we're going to, we're going to help you through those kinds of things. And I haven't seen reaction videos for EFT, um, in the way that I've seen for some other things. So I think that would be really fun. I'd be kind of stoked on it. Wouldn't you all yeah. be stoked on like that? Like that well, fun. I think I'll probably have to, um, during working session, hit you guys up to figure out like, how do I do that? Yeah. 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 What I do I need to use to be able to make a yeah, reaction? The tricky video. part in my mind is, uh, and this isn't how, isn't something that I've researched in particular. There's usually like a certain amount of like content that we can use and like take and then create a, a derivative content. Mm-hmm. So we need to figure out like how many seconds can you use? What does that really look like? And, or give permission, get permission from the EFT group to say, Hey, I'd like to do these reaction videos. I think it would be really cool. I'd like to put them on TikTok, or I'd like to put them on Instagram, or I'd like to put them on our website what does that look like? And seeing what they think about that process. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I feel like with EFT, I feel like there's an option for it. 
And I would think like, there's so. certain places where I'm like, these people would absolutely always say no. I feel like EFT, I'm like 50, 50 as to whether they would say yes. I feel, I, I feel pretty confident that it would be, I, I would, yeah, I don't feel like that would be a hard process for sure. Okay. Awesome. 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 I love thank it. Thank you. Cool. All right. Thank, thank you. Lisa. Um, so people are asking about websites and we just go on the website, but Kelly has like WordPress. The template we give is on Squarespace. That's the one that we can access. Though we do know how to do WordPress, we're not going to be redesigning your site on WordPress, but we'll be giving you feedback on content, SEO, backend stuff. There are some training videos on using the Yoast plugin and some other things as well. Yeah. Um, and we'll make recommendations, but we're not going to go in the deep of the WordPress. Yeah. Land. Like we're not going to like uh, look through your plugins and say like, is this, is the, I mean, this is the level, right? Because this is one of the things with, with WordPress is so hard. I may ask you, and there's a, there's lessons about who your host is and some other things, because they are so susceptible to being hacked, unfortunately. Um, but it, it's just, it's a little bit more complicated to like, give us your username and password or what have you, but I'm happy to get into the back end and do what I can do. What I found is sometimes the themes, depending on what theme and what like framework of WordPress you're your website is using. Some of them are very easy. Like I can go in and edit and do the thing and no problem. And then some of them I'm like, I cannot find where I can edit this information. Like it is like 17 steps. Like they've like hidden this process or they've locked you out depending on who your, your yeah. host is. They may have locked you out of particular plugins and things like that. Um, Squarespace, we don't have that. We don't have that. We just go in. We know how to do everything. We have access to everything. We ask you for it. Well, we start with it. If we give you the template, we start with admin access. Um, so then we can get into your SEO. We can rewrite things. We can, like people have said like, okay, I'm ready to publish. And I'm like, oh no, like, oh no, you missed this part. Like you gotta press here and here. And so I show them a video and like make it work for them. You know, I can drag things <clears throat> around. Um, Ebony asks, I'm a counselor in Nevada with a nonprofit and a recovery coach nationwide. Would this system work for me or do you suggest something different? Oh, this is what we do. Um, the one thing I will say about the nonprofit stuff, I can, we can coach and speak to, but I do not have the specific module in terms of grant writing. grant writing, electing your board members. It's something I can coach on, but we don't have specific models for that. Now for recovery coaching nationwide, we work with people all around the world. So that doesn't really concern us as much, but in the nonprofit, there is a nonprofit coach that we recommend for specific things with grant writing and, mm -hmm. and things like that. That's true. I would just be real. Yeah. Um, it sounds like this program is building your practice and marketing. It's building a practice and your life. So this is about becoming an adept business owner who does not sacrifice their well-being for their business, but instead has a business that not only makes an impact in their community, but also makes an impact in their life. That does include marketing, but it also includes all of your business processes that intersect with the clinical. Mm -hmm. So many times we think I'm running my business. I'm seeing my clients. They cross a lot. And so we go over processes, marketing, websites, SEO, 
organization, time management. I mean, there's just a lot that goes into it. And all the finances and business planning and planning for your taxes and, you know. Yes, that's what I'm struggling with. The financial part. Yeah. 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 My brain just like hates that. Yeah. And you're going to, as we actually had um, someone earlier and they were talking about like, I finally did a couple, like one of the things that they were able to do was unpack their fee as being tied to their value as a human or a clinician. So they started to see that like, oh, this is the resource I need to run my business. Um, and so this is, they answer the questions and you literally go kind of page by page. We break it up into little pieces. You do it like one piece at a time. Then you get to a certain point and it just goes, and here's how much you need to charge. And then like, here's the process. And so you're not doing some kind of crazy math. You don't have to do any math. The only thing you have to do is fill in like, how much does this cost you, right? If you're like, I'm not sure how much that will cost, right? We can research, we can give you a ballpark to start, (laughs) you know, like we can help in whatever way that that we can. So you're gonna go into that process. You just answer questions and you get really honest with yourself about how many clients can I see per week where like the first person on the first day of the week and the last person on the last person of the day get the same energy and intention and support and outcome, right? If like a client that sees me at seven o'clock at night or even six o'clock at night, they do not get the same Miranda, even as the person that would see me at six in the morning. You would rather, I know this sounds crazy, you would prefer 6 a.m. Miranda to 6 p.m. Miranda like 95% of the time, y'all, like I am a morning person. It is gross. It is icky. Nobody likes it. I mean, they love it, but they don't. It's, it's weird. Um, but the, like, let's be honest about that. So we put those kinds of numbers in. we get clear about like, oh, this is the amount of vacation. This is the certifications I want to take this year. Here's what that looks like. And we go into deep, deep dives in terms of business savings and all the different pieces so that you can't just forget about those expenses. So <clears throat> we know we've done trainings where we kind of give a list of them, but it's a whole different thing when we like, it's like listed out. And then again, you don't have to do any math. It does, it maths for you. And that includes if at some point you decide to expand into your group practice, it maths for you for that too. And you just start filling in the answers and then it tells you, hey, here's the Here's what this looks like. Here's the outcome. And you can not just, I think a lot of group, I know you're not asking this question, but a lot of group practice owners kind of try things on for size and they don't know that it doesn't work until they're six months or a year down the line, or maybe years down the line that they they have a model that doesn't work. And this creates a process where you model it out and you can see what the outcome is in advance. And then you can go, oh, is that the outcome that I wanted? No, it's not like that isn't the outcome that I wanted. Let me change the numbers. And now that I change the numbers, like, is that the outcome I want? Yeah, that's the outcome I wanted. Cool. Now I can take that information and start to go out and put it out into the world and start to attract those clients and charge that fee with, with confidence. Or again, get the insurance contracts that work within that, whatever the dynamic is, you know, we're, we're pretty, um, we're pretty neutral as long as the insurance company is appropriate. They pay you a livable wage. They don't jerk you around. The laws in your state are supportive of you. You're not getting a, a claw back five years later, you know, all of that kind of stuff. Like we're cool with that if it works for you. But it's again, 
not, you're not defaulting. We're not just going, well, I can make a hundred dollars per session and somehow I have to like make all of this work in my budget. But what usually makes it work in my budget is that I have an unsustainable um, income. I have no vacation time. I have no savings. I have no buffer. And if anything goes wrong, everything is effed. And that's not the way to do it, you know? You're welcome to keep posting your questions. We'll be here until one. And if there aren't questions, then we'll end early. But yes. I, I might run, I'm going to run to the restroom though. That's good. <laughs> That's a good idea. Yeah. What other questions do you have when it comes to your private practice? I mean, you have a practice coach sitting here ready to answer any question you have about your business. And I'm happy to do that. Yes, Leslie. I feel like probably a lot of this may, may have been covered and I just missed it in the okay. other um, sessions, but um, so I work full-time as a school counselor and then I see clients after hours. Um, and I'm just, I'm worried about, you know, replacing my, um, my full-time salary. Cause that's eventually I do want to have my own private. Well, I have my own private practice, but I eventually want to own my own group practice. Um, and I know it's a step-by-step -step process, but I do have that worry, you know, about replacing my, my school counselor salary and the insurance that I have, the health insurance. Um, so, yeah, go ahead. And so that, so what is the question behind the worry? Um, can you do it? I guess so. Y yeah, I guess I, and I think it's, it's just part of the, the process, I guess, in your group is like figuring out the financials, like what would you need to make in order to, mm -hmm. you know, replace the salary that you have and be able to pay for insurance and, you know, have insurance that you're happy with that doesn't have like a $20,000 deductible, you know, like, <laughs> right. Well, I'm just going to keep it real with you. That that's a normal fear. Yeah. And it's only because the numbers are unknown to you. Because when you go out into the private market and you see what it takes to cover yourself with your health insurance, because I was the primary income earner and then my husband lost his job and then I became the primary insurance provider as well. And now we provide insurance for our staff. Once you understand what it costs, it comes down to like one client a month, mm -hmm. two clients a month, depending mm -hmm. on your situation, right? And so it's just, it's just, you don't know what you don't know. So when we have like something that that's unknown, do we, what do we fill that with? And that can be filled with anxiety and fear. But right. when you start seeing like, okay, for me to be able to do this. And the truth is, is that, and I'll let Lisa Beth speak in a second, is that we all have different scenarios and that's why your rate is going to be totally different because if you're a primary income earner, you need to cover health insurance. That's all going to factor into the right fee. And the advantages is that you're looking at it now, because let me tell you, Leslie, it's really hard. Well, it's not, it's doable. You'll hear it from other business schoolers, but mm -hmm. it's a lot harder to create something and then backtrack and fix it than to start off with the right fee from the get-go. 
you know, or at least closer to it, right? When you can lean in and say, hey, if I really want to make this work, if I'm going to make the jump, my fee may need to be 200. My fee may need to be 250, which, you know, might your brain, but that's where we have to figure in, figure, you know, what it is. But when we talk about a business that sustains your life, that does mean covering healthcare retirement contribution, which we also look at, which one day, believe it or not, your practice will contribute to and match your donation, your donation, your contribution as well. And it's illness savings and it's disability and it's, you know, long-term care insurance. It's those things as well included. Lisa Beth, what did you want to add? Well, I, you know, when I gave up insurance, when I got off insurance panels, and I apologize, Leslie, this may scare you or it may be helpful. I don't know. I got down to five clients. That was really scary because I, I wasn't really able to pay my bills well. Um, but what kept me motivated to keep trying and not get lost in, oh my God, and you know, circling the drain was the consultation script that you get in terms of how to handle the calls that come in and how to tease out who's an ideal client and then convert them to paying clients. That's what I focused on. And that's what got me through, you know, until I slowly would add one client and another client and another client. Um, it, there is a certain amount of trust you have to put in yourself but um, it can be done. We've all done it. And I am so grateful that I did it. And I think that everybody here in boot camp that's done it would never go back. So that's my two cents. That's good to, that's good to hear. Thank you yeah. for sharing. But I, I, I just want to say, especially when it all falls on you, Miranda, solely provides for her family. I, for a long time, solely provided for my family. We now have a dual income, but it, I don't pay attention to it. It's still in my mind, all falls on me. That's just who I am. Um, that, that the, what you charge should cover for all of that, for you to have a sustainable life. And it's not about getting by. I think the part is, I think it's, I found it harder as a woman and I think it was actually, especially when I was married, is that people made assumption that my spouse made more money or that my spouse was bringing any income in. And that like, I had to be in this place of saying like, no, like my spouse keeps getting and laid off and is underemployed and going back to school and all these other things. And like, to be able to say like, no, like. I, I get to create something that's really sustainable for me and I get to own that. And was there, I did get some pushback from people saying, I only refer to you when you take insurance panels or, oh, wow. Like, you know, you're, you're charging how much at the beginning. And then after a while I got people saying, wow, like, I mean, it's so great. Like clearly you're doing something right because you're able to charge that much and you're always full and like, what's going on? Like the same people, right. Then started coming to me for consultation and saying, Hey, can I get support on this too? 
So it is a, um, but it can feel really uncomfortable to be kind of out there. And initially, I like to say this, there's no guarantees either way you go. Your school could cut funding. It could close. Like it's a false sense of security and golden mm -hmm. handcuffs that systems give us. Because at the end of the day, leadership could change and the quality of your work there can change too. Um, it, but you're like, I know this, I'm in it. So at least I know this. And so you just have to weigh of like, if I were to stay here, is this good for me? Or is it worth the discomfort for something that's different? And that's just a normal part of the process. But there is no guarantee, even if you have a job. Is this yeah. the, what I kind of, like? I, I started out when I started my practice during the recession. And so people were just like, you wait, you're, you're quitting the county job and you're doing the, this, and you're doing the, that, like, what are you thinking at this time in particular? Um, and then I remember as they were all getting, um, I can't think of the word right now, where it's basically like, oh, Hey, you're just gonna, like, we're just going to cut your pay by like giving you random days off furloughs and things like that. They were doing their benefits were coming down. They were being furloughed. They were having to take off like one week every three months or something. Like there were all these other ways that their pay was being cut as I was now making more than I made at the county and being able to create more balance for my life. And so it was a really interesting place to be able to to see that go down, even in the midst of, right? A time where it felt very tumultuous um, to be going out onto my own. And I know right now, gas prices and there's some like global crisis and war happening. You know, we had, you know, we have clients uh, who are from Russia and from Ukraine and that have family back there and a lot of different things happening. So that we know there's a lot out there and we know there's some economic uncertainty. And yet when you go and research like what happens in terms of, of mental health in the recession, it goes up, not down. Um, it's actually one of the recession proof um, uh, professions um, in there. And I found that to be true as well. Uh, Cheryl, do you wanna unmute? Yes, okay. Um, I had asked in the chat, it's kind of a similar question. Um, as far as so I do have a part time private practice. Um, and I get a lot of referrals and I'm, I'm pretty full, but it's through insurance companies and EAPs. And some of them haven't raised their rates in years. Right. Um, even though I've asked for a raise, um, a, like Blue Shield would not raise their rates. They gave me some bogus answer about, right. oh, we want to make it affordable for everyone. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Meaning we want to keep the $30 billion of profit than us and the top four insurance plans got in 2021. Right, right. And um, so I'm spending way too much time on billing. Like I do all my own billing and um, notes are tedious and I'm just trying to figure out um, a better way of doing this, you know, in terms of like, do I give up um, or how do I give up? certain insurance or EAPs and um do you have any recommendations as far as like electronic health records yeah. um and billing yeah. and um services can I ask you a question sure what what would you really like to do in your heart of hearts um 
I mean, I do want to work and have a private practice. Like, I don't think I want to be full-time private practice because it, to of, me, it is uncertain. Okay. In um, terms of working with insurance companies, uh-huh. your heart of hearts. Do you like it? You want I mean, to do it that it? way? <laughs> who huh? likes it? But, but it's a steady stream of referrals. No, so. that's not what we're asking. In your heart of hearts. <laughs> and I... And here's the thing is interesting. You notice that like, generally I just keep answering questions. This is my intuition saying that this is an important question to ask you in particular, Cheryl. I, I'm sorry to put you off the spot. Totally. You can say, I don't want to answer this. Totally fine. But like, this is my intuition is saying, is it asking this question? Like in your heart of hearts, uh-huh. do you like this? Do you like working with insurance? Is that what you want? Um, I, I think it's too much work. Um, I mean, I would like to have a better balance. I think maybe some insurance companies that are, that have raised their rates for me, um, but not all. <laughs> like, I mean, there's an EAP that only pays me $50. I'm like, that's crap. That's not yeah. near what I should be making. When you, um, mm-hmm. when you have a job, and then you decide to take your extra time outside of that job for something, uh-huh. man, that better be really good. It better be really sweet and amazing and fulfilling. Right. Right. Mm-hmm. It's important. Otherwise we're just replicating broken system after broken system and overworking over overworking. You want this to be the sweet, sweet center, the dream of what, if you're going to take any time away from my life, you better be really, really worth it. Uh And that's what we want for you is to have, what is this? If it's going to stay part-time fine, but what has it got to be to be really sweet? Yeah. Who are the clients? What does that look like clinically? What is the thing where you're like, oh, I'm so excited that um, this evening or this day a week or whatever the thing is that I get to go and work with these people. I, I, this might seem dramatic, but that it literally brings you to tears to work with these clients because you are so friggin' inspired by the work that you're doing with them. That is not too much to ask for. And that is not impossible. In terms of this place of like, but you know, it's easy, right? I get a steady stream of referrals, except it's not easy because you get a steady stream of poor paying um, contracts that have you doing crazy documentation and like that you are spending a lot of time outside of session doing things that you don't actually enjoy doing. Uh So what if we were to change this and maybe there would be some foundational things to shift to create a steady stream of referrals of, of clients that were not insurance contracts, or at the very least, we're just this one insurance contract that you liked. And at the very least, we're particular people, right? So it's not even right. just like, and this is almost to say this, and it's going to sound a little bit bad, but I remember a clinician that I adored, right? Ken Davis in Modesto. And you would ask him what his specialty was, and he'd be like, anybody who's checks cash, right? Now he was being kind of silly, but there's something about that that just is kind of like, like, like that doesn't sound good in mouth. Right. And there's something too, when we say like, who are my ideal clients? Well, anyone with this insurance plan, because they reimburse the best, right. That doesn't really feel good either. Like it should be like, Oh, my passion is this, right. Mm -hmm. My passion is helping people who've been through horrible experiences that are like impacting their lives in a way that they can't fully connect with other people 
that they can finally feel connection for the first time in their life and feel <laughs> like full joy and like, oh, and that like, like, yes, like that, that's for me, right? Like that's a different thing than just like, well, whoever's got this insurance plan, come on over. And, you know, we, we get so trained to take what we can get, to say yes to everybody, um, to not set any boundaries. And so it does feel right. Like, so what are the steps, right? That you, you mentioned earlier, step one is that you start to put in your notice with every insurance contract that does not work for you. Realistically, Cheryl, I'm going to make a guess that even with that one insurance plan, you probably still get a pretty steady stream of referrals. Like you'd probably be fine and be full, but like if the, if the EAP is only giving you $50 a session and this other one is giving you 120, I'm just making up numbers mm-hmm. and I legally say on here generally blah, blah, blah. But like, that's like a over as a hundred percent increase in your profitability, right. right? Your expenses didn't go up. Everything else is the same. So like there is, there's so little risk to you and you do have this other position. It gives you more room to play. And again, to be intentional and to ask for what you want, you deserve it, Cheryl. This right. Is- I mean, I haven't even increased my own rates um, in probably five, six years. And I feel like I probably should do that too. I mean, you guys are talking mm-hmm. about like 200 a session yeah. and my, my fees are like 150, but I only get that from a few clients. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I'm going to ask a question and you don't have to answer it, Cheryl, but I'm, I'm going to say this. I'm not going to ask a question. I'm going to make a guess. I'm going to make a guess that this not asking for what you really want and desire and putting yourself on the bottom of the pile and putting everybody else's needs first, you know, all of these things and like undervaluing you that this shows up in in more than just this one area. Probably. (laughs) So like, this is the piece that, that this is the place where when you start to like really dive into this and start to make a shift, it's going to impact other areas of your life, which may scare you. And that's totally okay. Uh, but I, I can say that I've watched so many people transition through this journey of just taking in this place of like, I am valuable and I am worthy and I can have, I can, I am in full choice. And I get to say yes or no to things that are my, you know, highest and best or things that aren't my highest and best. And I could say like, there's lots of good things I could be doing in the world, but what should I be doing? All things being equal, I should be doing the the thing that's best for me. And when I'm doing the thing that's best for me, it tends to be the thing that's best for my clients. Right? Like it, it all connects. I mean, it's easier said than done. But I'm I'm going through a lot right now, honestly. And like, um, I have another job, but it's it's in jeopardy right now. So mm-hmm. it's it's hard to like push for my advocate for myself if I'm not getting treated well, you know. Yeah. And, and that and when you're not feeling valued, right? Mm-hmm. And so and I know it's so uncomfortable, like Kelly had said, we replicate in our private practice. Mm-hmm you're not being treated well in your main job. And then you're going to your private practice, you're replicating that and you're not treating yourself well in your, in your, you're engaging in relationships with third parties that don't treat you well again. Mm -hmm. And we want to just say like, I know it takes courage, 
but if you can, at least in this one area, you have right. the choice to say no to those relationships uh-huh. and to foster a plan that supports you, you know, and to let that be your first step of healing while you figure out this other stuff that's going on. And I, I do wonder, right. If, if that you started to take care of yourself in this area of your business, would that not even provide some support that if this, if this other, you know, regular position was not your highest and best that like, maybe this could support you through that. Maybe even if you're like, well, I'd like to have a private practice, another job, like you go get another job. Like you, I think I'm not sure if you're on here where people were talking about like, Hey, we're all trying to hire right now. We're trying to find people right. for a group practice. There right. are lots of group practices that are lovely. Go and right. check it out inside of business school or in our communities and say, Hey, I'm looking for a job, a better job. that is going to respect me. Like there are people uh-huh. who are great employers who will treat you well out there you deserve that and is out there for you whatever decisions you make know that you know you're good enough and you get to say yes or no to what really serves you i'm sending you hugs cheryl i'm sorry so rough i can feel that yeah and i hope if anything today you hear from like lisa beth and others who have spoken of just it does get better Mm -hmm. it doesn't always have to but it is i know it takes a lot of guts so thanks for sharing. Mm-hmm. I know you're not alone. So thanks. Yeah. Vulnerability is really <laughs> I know. <laughs> it's very so, brave what you did today. As we're wrapping up here um, over these past few hours of answering everyone's questions and things, I want to thank you all for being here and being present for our business schoolers who have showed up. Thank you for being honest and real. Mm-hmm. Um, we That's what we we really value is that we're not here to just talk about all the glitzy glamorous parts of this process, but to also talk about the real reality of what it means to be a business owner and a human being Mm -hmm. and, and a therapist. Um, And we would love to have you in business school. Uh, The doors close this Friday. Jenny posted the link a few times. I know Um, And if you still need more questions, I know Leslie is going to set up a call with Jenny. She may have some more calls available as well. Mm -hmm. Um, We're going to do an encore performance tomorrow. A performance. It's it's because encore comes with performance. I'm getting tired, but we're doing the encore presentation of the burnout training. We're going to give away one last entry into business school during that time. It'll be really fun. Um, It's a very powerful training. So if you've been feeling a little crispy, this is for you. Um, And like I said, we would love to have you in this community. This is just the tip of the iceberg of who is in our community, the powerful people, the diversity, the the mix of voices. It's a beautiful thing and it's an honor and a privilege to be a part of it. So thank you all for being with us. Sending you much love. See you in business school. Thanks for joining us for this episode of the Starting a Counseling Practice podcast. Just a reminder, if you want some support in your private practice, we have an upcoming free training on creating a subpoena process. So check it out at zinnime.com and we'll see you next time.